Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Undivided, which is brought to you by Audible.com. That's Audible.com, the world's leader in spoken audio, audiobooks, online periodicals, and speeches. For all things spoken audio, it's Audible.com. Head on over to Audible.com after the show here tonight and enter in the drop-down menu box to the right, excuse me, enter Life Coach Radio Network for a chance to win a free 30-day trial of audible.com that's audible.com the sponsor of undivided here on the life coach radio network and welcome into undivided episode number 58 it's comparisons and judgments today is wednesday november the 20th in the year 2019 and our special guest this evening is sylvia demott this is a recorded program i want to be out front with that before the disclaimer for tonight's show this is a recorded program was recorded earlier and released at 7 p.m. The disclaimer for tonight's program, the views of Undivided Episode 58, Comparisons and Judgments, may not necessarily be the views of myself as host, Frank J. Maduret, my guest, Sylvia DeMott, and may not necessarily be the views of the Life Coach Radio Network. And welcome into our program on a uh, what was a brisk and uh, seasonal Seasonable, as we should say, November afternoon in New Jersey, as it will tomorrow be one week prior to Thanksgiving. And so I know all of you are busy probably making certain preparations. Maybe some of you are traveling. Thank you for spending some time here with us. We all make comparisons and we all make judgments. We do that so often throughout the course of the day that it's basically subconscious. We make comparisons and we make judgments about ourselves, about other people, about other groups, about situations, about plans we may or may not make, about what we can and cannot do during the course of a day. They serve almost like limitations. I can't do this because, you know, it's raining today. I can't do that and this and that all before 12 o'clock because then by the time I pick up the kids and do everything this evening, I'm going to be shot versus trying to get as much done during the course of the day as we can, maybe giving that a try and seeing that maybe that productivity gives us the energy. So automatically we're making judgments, we're making comparisons, we're making uh, certain situations that make us uh, feel more limited. Um, Excuse me. And make us feel more limited in, those situations uh, by judging what we can or cannot do. They're comparing ourselves to other people can make us feel inadequate or a failure. We've talked about that on this show before. We're going to get into that in a little while. And that is an impact on our energy levels. There's also this whole concept of perspective versus reality uh, where we view other people. You know, I have a friend of mine who Uh, struggles with a a couple of different things within his own family. And, uh, you know, he was saying, well, why doesn't my family or friends when I'm out or in a party or in a group setting, why don't they help me out? And it's because, like, their perspective is that maybe he's overreacting to the situation, that he's too serious about it. And, but his reality is, this is my situation within my family and I have to be this cognizant, this aware, this cautious 
and I really feel like I'm alone, I'm isolated. And he sees everyone else having fun. And so he did. One night he said something to one of his relatives. He was like, you know, I wish that you would help me out. This is, you know, my reality. And the relative said to him, you know, well, your perspective on me and on my life is off. You know, the grass isn't always greener, basically. My reality is much different than you think it is. He thought that, you know, this relative has had this great life, you know, with all this stuff going for him. And that was not the case. So that can play a big role, too, in, in perspective, which, which we've talked uh, quite, a, quite a bit about on this program in the past. Getting uncomfortable with being uncomfortable is another thing we're going to discuss with Sylvia in a minute. Uh, doing what makes you happy, quote-unquote, is a limitation in and of itself. And how we judge others and how we judge ourselves, whether it's in daily tasks, as I mentioned before, what we can handle, uh, rather than just living in the present moment. So these are all things we're going to discuss with our guest, Sylvia DeMott, who is a certified professional coach. She also has her MSW, her master's in social work. She's a licensed clinical social worker and a mindset coach specializing in helping women entrepreneurs so that they can grow their businesses and live their version of a good life. Uh, Sylvia resides in Minnesota with her two children. We're going to get her up now. Sylvia, welcome to Undivided. Hi, Frank. It's so good to be here. It's great to have you on. It's great. Yeah. Yes, I actually can. Hopefully you can hear me well as as well. I can too. I'm excited to be here, though. Great, great. Oh, it's exciting to have you. There's a slight delay. You'll get used to it as we uh, roll through here. Um, But we're going to enter the uh, portion of the show segment, the show called the Divide segment. And, you know, looking at what I was talking about in the intro to the show, we all make comparisons, we all make judgments, so much so we don't even realize that we're doing them. And when we look and view other people, you know, how do we view others? There's this whole perspective versus reality that goes on that I touched upon, like with my friend that I touched upon in, in, the, in the intro who I saw um, you know, recently. Yeah. How, how would you explain that to the audience? Yeah, I think that um, in a lot of ways, we only have the perspective through which we see things. And, and so when we're looking at other people, we're actually viewing them through the lens of our own mind and the mind frame that we're in, in that situation in that, at that time. And so we may or may not be seeing the reality of the situation because uh, we're impacted by our own stories that we're telling ourselves and also our own experiences. So in that way, you know, we might be in the same situation with someone else and have a completely different experience and understanding of it. Um, we, we all have blind spots. And so we, and that's in addition to all of this. So we don't even realize what we don't know in that moment um, when we're with someone else. This is true. You know, we talk a lot about the lens with which we view the world on this program before and how we all tend to kind of live in our own lane. You know, my, my grandfather used to say the six inches in front of your windshield. So many people are, are, are trapped in that. 
And, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and saying, you know, you have to realize that, that some of the people in your life, by hearing the person's story, saying like it's not with malicious intent. Like no one acted like, oh, I'm intentionally going to do this to so-and-so. They just, their perspective is like off base of reality because they don't see it that way. They, some people, as, as someone once told, once told me, are just not helpers. There are certain people that yeah. they don't, they don't know how to help. You know, they, they see the, the need, but they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to help in a situation. And right. so that they can't act upon that. Right. You would agree to that, to, with that to some degree, right? Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that people have their own, I think in general, people are doing that the, the best that they can, but they might not always be doing as well as, I mean, they, but we can always do better. And, um, and also people are impacted by what's going on in their lives. And because of that, they may or may not be as aware of what's happening to other people in the moment. Um, you know, and I, it, it's just like when we're, I'll give a very basic example. Um, you know, when we're riding in our cars, like at night, trying to get home or pick up our kids or go to some kind of practice and we get um, cut off by someone else, you know, we, we might, we, we see it as being very rude, um, you know, that we've been cut off by someone or that someone has like not seen us. Um, but the reality is that we have no idea what's happening, what's really going on for the people around us. You know, they, they might be having their own issues. They might be driving to the hospital. They might be very upset. You know, they might have someone in the car with them that is having a temper tantrum. <laughs> and so, you know, what we interpret as like a rude situation might might just be, you know, like we're all, you know, we're doing the best we can in that moment. It's a very good point. We always look at it as, oh, I can't believe that, that, that this so-and-so did this or that or this happened to me versus, you know, how, how does that affect other people? There was the temper tantrum thing made, made me think of a situation where I was at church and the kids were acting up and the old me would have been like, oh, I can't believe that like they, this would be going on. They would have their kids at church. They wouldn't step to the back or they wouldn't go in the, in the room where the kids are, they were out here and you know, it's so disruptive to other people. My perspective now is like, oh, they have to, I have to deal with this for 45 minutes or an hour. They have to deal with it all the time. And I really should, instead of saying, this is disruptive to me while I'm here and I'm trying to focus in on having my own quiet time and worship, right? It becomes, I need to pray for that, those people, both the parents, the children, the family. And that mm-hmm. takes a lot to get yourself to that, to that spot. We also talk yeah, about that's... selling yourself. Oh go, yeah. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I know if you have a thought on that gonna... before we move forward, that's fine. I was just going to say that that was a great kind of change of perspective on your part that you were able to kind of go from, you know, it sounds like it's taken time for you, but for you to be able to get to a place where you're, where you're actually grateful that you're only dealing with it for 45 minutes and yet they're dealing with it maybe a lot more than that. And to feel empathy then um, for, for them, 
and for their experience. That's a great way to kind of yeah. reframe things and see things from a like a different perspective. Yes, thank you. Like it's it's you know seeing that they're doing the best that they can in the situation. That's got to be very tough. Uh, we talk about selling ourselves, like selling yourself. You know, you're a, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're somebody in some type of private practice um, versus being honest or authentic. Could you explain that to the audience? Like, as far as, yes, you know, you want to sell yourself, you want to make yourself, um, you know, look, uh, have a certain type of visibility, certain type of appearance to a client or to a potential customer versus just being honest and, and authentic and being your authentic self. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, we've had conversations about this before we went on. And, you know, what I've discussed with you is just how I've had to learn as a coach to be become more comfortable with selling myself. And that for a lot of time in my life, I actually saw selling as being something that was icky or something that was, you know, self-serving. Um and maybe something that was different than what I could do. And I imagine if I feel this way, that there are others out there that feel similarly that, you know, that selling had this certain feeling of having to do it in a certain way. So maybe in a way that seemed more aggressive than I was comfortable with, or more, um, I don't know, more promoting. And that, that it can be something that you can learn how to do that is actually of service to someone else. So you're, you're directing them, you're, you're inviting them, you're being curious about um, what it is that they want, and you're letting them know that you have a way that you can work with them or a service or a product that can, that can work, that, that might serve them, that might help them, and that it's possible to do this in an authentic way, in a way that feels right to you, that you don't have to be become someone else to do that. Like, you know, for me personally, I'm not this really extroverted, aggressive, competitive person. And so the way that I sell or that I connect with people is very different than maybe someone else would who, who had this different personality and maybe was in this different, different way of seeing things. So it's, it's taken me it's time really good to point. see that. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. It's taken me time to get to that place. And I think it's a still, you know, something that I'm working towards, but, but just recognizing that you can, you can sell and still be authentic and you can sell and do so in a way that feels right to you, that feels aligned with you and that feels comfortable and recognize that it is okay to put, you offer things that you that you have to offer and invite people in because people often don't don't they need direction or some type of you know next steps this is what this is how the process works you know if they don't know that 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 you have something to offer them then how are they going to to be able to use it or to benefit from it and i think that's an important message for people that you know they can sell themselves while remaining true to themselves, excuse me, and mm -hmm. doing it in alignment with their own values. We're about 15 minutes in. We're going to take our first brief stop on Divided Episode 58, Comparisons and Judgments. We'll be back in a minute. 
Money Magic, upcoming show promotion here on the Life Coach Radio Network's Money Magic is the series Gold Con is the host. That's Money Magic with Gold Con. Tuesday, November the 26th is the next episode, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Life Coach chat channel. Money Magic, Gold Con, Tuesday, November 26th, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Life Coach chat channel. Audible.com is the sponsor of our program. And let's raise some money. Catholic Charities, 800-919-9338. That's Catholic Charities, 800-919-9338. www.salvationarmyus.org. That's salvationarmyus.org. Enter your zip code or enter the poorest zip code in your state if you Google that and help those who are in desperate need, especially with Thanksgiving around the corner. Salvation Army doing a lot of work. Please support people during the holidays that are less fortunate. And we are back here on Undivided Episode 58, Comparisons and Judgments. Frank Chamberlain, your host, Sylvia DeMott, the guest on our program here today. Comparing ourselves to others, as I mentioned in the intro and as we've talked about before, um, can leave you feeling quite inadequate, can leave you feeling, you know, almost like a failure and it has some impact on our energy levels too. So I wanted you to touch on, you know, your experience with working with people and writing ways that you have with comparing ourselves and what that can lead to as far as both the feelings, the emotional impact and the impact on our energy. Sure. I'd be happy to. Um, it's a very common thing. You know, I see it all the time in my own practice, and it's something that we do all the time, as you mentioned, even if we're not aware that we're doing it. And, you know, I think it's Theodore Roosevelt who said that comparison is the thief of joy, and it's it's really true. Um, either we're comparing ourselves and we're we're comparing how we're doing better than others, <laughs> And we're judging, you know, we might be judging men how we're doing better um, and then and kind of putting them down in some way or we're comparing how um, we're doing worse than others. And what that means is that we're not really present in the moment of what we're doing and we're often comparing apples to oranges. So they're, you know, oftentimes, you know, we're comparing, let's, let's say that we we get to do something that um, that might be that we're just starting to do, like maybe we're building a business, or maybe we're starting to speak in public, or maybe we're just starting to um, like do strength training. <laughs> and we look around us and we compare ourselves to these people that have been doing it for a long time, and make it look so easy. And and instead of feeling good about the fact that we're actually putting ourselves out there and doing it, we start feeling like we're not good enough and maybe we're, we're a failure or maybe, you know, why is it that we're not further along? And, and so in this way, um, comparison can really like lead you to feel demotivated and, and keep you from kind of focusing on, the joy of being present and of, of, um, of just, just getting better at what you're doing or being present and learning what you're doing. 
So, you know, comparison comes up in all different types of, um, of ways. And it, it usually, in, when we're doing, when we're comparing ourselves to others and putting ourselves down, then we're, then we're actually not able to, to appreciate uh, where we actually are and what we're experiencing. Yes, that's very true. I had a situation where somebody shared with me something uh, uh, that I didn't know about them from their past and uh, a couple of different things that I actually, you know, didn't know one, one from the past, one more from more recently that went on and it made me stop and really think about how fortunate I am for all the things that I have because of what this person had shared with me that they have been through and are currently going through, uh, both in their past and now in, in, in their present. And we tend to not do that. We tend to not look at, at how fortunate we are. We're always looking at what we don't have. But maybe it's part of how, how we're wired, you know, for lack of a better word. Uh, but we can we can do that. And so I've taken stock of that, you know, kind of myself, especially this time of year, it's good too as well. But, you know, this whole notion of, um, and I mentioned it in the open as well, and had talked to another coworker about this recently, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, something that you and I have talked about all here. And yeah. I think it's so important, you know, and I would like for you to, to share your thoughts around that concept. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, our learning beca- begins at the point of discomfort. <laughs> so when we're when we're staying in our comfort zones, um, which which is great to stay in our comfort zones for much of our lives, but we really don't we really learn the most when we get into situations that are uncomfortable to us and where they might not be as familiar and we might have to be willing to sit with a discomfort and be willing to still do the thing that we're in. And that could mean having a certain conversation with someone that feels uncomfortable. That could mean learning a new skill and having to put ourselves out there trying it. Um, That makes us uncomfortable. Um, It it could mean any number of things where we're doing something that we're not used to doing. And the thing about being uncomfortable is that when we're uncomfortable, we often go into comparing ourselves (laughs) and also in terms into judging as well. So we start, we start to really notice, um, you know, all these kind of thoughts that come into our heads about, you know, maybe that we're not good enough to be doing this or we're not sure of ourselves or, you know, we're maybe we're not as good as everyone else who's doing it, but it's in that, area of discomfort that that we can grow grow the most um, and so it, it's a it, it is okay to feel uncomfortable is, is what it comes down to I mean it's not a feeling that necessarily feels pleasant but it's something that um, you know I think people that are used to putting themselves out there and continue to grow um, get used to noticing that they're uncomfortable and are willing to kind of sit there um, and you don't have to sit there, you know, maybe you go for, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. Like it can be putting yourself out there a little bit uncomfortable and then getting back to familiar and then trying it again. 
Um, for instance, doing this podcast for me is a little bit uncomfortable because I really haven't um, done a podcast before. I did one before and I didn't realize I did an interview with someone and we recorded it and then I and then she made a podcast of it, but that's the only other time that I've done this. And so it feels uncomfortable. And so, but that doesn't mean that it's not okay. Right. Well, thank you for getting uncomfortable, you know, on, on the show <laughs> with me. You know, going there, you know, uh, the colleague I was talking about said that to me, you know, I need to to become uncomfortable. You know, uh, they were saying that about themselves. I uh, I need to become uncomfortable. I need to, you know, when I get too comfortable, it's scary. And I kind of feel that way, too, to some degree. I'm I'm a routine-driven person, and Mm -hmm. I have a lot of routines, and I get into my patterns, and I think a lot of people are like that. I've kind of made fun of myself on this show in the past because of that. Um, I can get into my patterns and into my habits, and I think that it's important to change them up. And I've found through some things that I've been through recently, you know, that change is good. Uh, mm. Yeah, initially it's scary, you know, but then you said to yourself, you know, change is good because there were certain things about maybe another situation that, uh, you know, it could be a work situation, it could be a job change, it could be. So if you know what, I like this better than than that. So I like this yeah. way better than the some of these aspects are better than what I had before. And I didn't think I was going to feel that way. So that, that change, you know, yes. that can be good. It can and, be good. And, and getting. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, it, it can be really good and it can be scary. And I think, So much of the time we often resist change because it does feel uncertain and we want to feel like we're in control of our lives and we don't, who wants to feel uncomfortable? Like we we don't want to feel uncomfortable. Um, But when we can embrace change or at least accept what is happening, then we can often um, see the good that can come from it. And I, I, it's great that you're willing to challenge your routines and that, that you're willing to, to shake things up for yourself. And the fact of the matter is that our life, our, we are always changing. We are never staying the same. That's true. And a lot of that is faith-driven, too, like in the faith thinking that, you know, I've got to pick up my cross and, and carry on whatever those crosses might might be. And I might get some new mm-hmm. ones and running away from those crosses isn't what I've been called to do. I've been called to, to pick them up and, and, and follow and move forward and to embrace some of the suffering that comes or maybe some of the discomfort that comes in life and then realizing the, the, the benefit, the reward that you get from, from following that path and that journey. You know, doing what makes you happy, quote unquote, is a limitation in and of itself, which I wanted you to, to talk to the audience about because some people might think, well, what does that mean? Hmm. I mean, I think happiness is something that um, 
Well, one is fleeting, and it, it's not, you know, the things that we do that bring joy to us don't always make me make us happy all the time. Um, and it, it creates a lot of expectation, too. You know, if you feel like you have to be happy when you're doing something or you need to be happy when you're with someone, then it's a lot of pressure in some ways to be happy. And the fact of the matter is that, you know, you might be feeling a lot of different things you know, in quick succession and, and happiness is something that we may or may not feel. Um, You know, I think that joy tends to be a, something that we can feel at different moments um, that might be more possible, especially with, with appreciating what's, what's going on and also perhaps contentment or excitement. And I think part of it too around happiness is that, we have so much judgment and ideas in our present society that, that we have to be happy. And really, I mean, we have a whole range of emotions that we feel and certainly there are some that feel better than others, but there's nothing wrong with feeling whatever you're feeling in that moment, even if it's not happiness. (laughs) Um, You know, our lives, it, it makes it unrealistic sometimes to think that, you know, we, we, we are happy with everything that we're doing or that we want to raise happy children. You know, we want to raise well-adjusted children who are resilient, who can take care of themselves, but we can't control whether or not they're happy. You know, that, that is the truth. We can focus on our perspective. We can help them to, you know, to see things from different perspectives and to learn how to take care of themselves. But happiness might not might might be the wrong thing to be striving towards. What are your thoughts, Frank? That's a good, really good point. Um, you know, it's okay if you're not feeling happy. I think that's a really important distinction to make. Is you, you don't always have to feel what society may want you to feel in a situation or the way that you know. Uh, what, how is it right for me to feel? Well, there's no right or wrong way in, in how you feel. Like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Well, no, the reality is that you are, whatever way that that is. And sometimes you pursue, I mean, you, everyone's done this. We pursue things and, and we think that happiness is going to be the end of whatever it is, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a relationship and it's a long-term thing, oh, we're going to have such a happy, you know, world together. Or this day is going to be such a happy day because, you know, we're both off and we have these plans. And then sometimes, more often than not, things don't go according to plan. And sure. what, what you might think was a happy, you know, instance event situation doesn't really go that way and you're under this pressure to make it that way and I'm glad that you've said that because there is there's pressure there and you feel like oh I'm right. under all this pressure to right yes I mean go ahead with, like when with, we with your, we're, uh, yeah, we're yeah. like given this we're given this message that you know when we get married that's the happiest day of our lives and yet it can be a very stressful day Um, Or we're told, you know, we have this expectation, you know, we're going to Hawaii and we're going to be so happy the whole time. And yet, 
maybe it's a long flight and maybe there are, your kids are, maybe if you have kids, they're, they're having trouble in the flight. Maybe you're tired. Like maybe it's raining on some of those days or, you know, you can't find the restaurant that you want to get to, but you feel this expectation. I have to be happy. And then because you're not happy in that moment, maybe you're not appreciating like what you have in that moment. And, you know, then it, that it creates this, you know, the reality of what, what really is happening and versus the ideal of what you think should be happening and you should be happy. And that can be really hard because, um, you know, we're not, we're not, we're kind of denying what we actually feel in that moment. And so it's great to be happy. Like it's a wonderful thing to be happy, but, but when we feel like we have to be happy, then it makes it harder. And I just want to say that I, you know, I've, I've worked with so many people who feel like they have to have this mask on and that they have to appear happy all the time or during times when they're not happy and that this can be very draining to their energy because they can't be real with, with who they are at that moment. And, and that makes it hard because then you feel lonely. You feel isolated when you can't connect with someone else and really share how you actually feel. Yeah. It's like, let me get real with you, you know, and you know, let's get really real right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and some people can't do that. They can't go there and they, it has to be this idealistic, almost pretend fantasy kind of scenario. And other people can, you know, I like to keep it real with people. We're going to continue on that thought. We are at a little bit past. We're going to do our midpoint of the show break at this point. Uh, but it was a great conversation around that happiness and the, how that can limit mm-hmm. you. Um, Undivided episode 58. We'll be back in a moment. Uh, midpoint of the show break here. Some upcoming promotions here on our networks. Uh, Replenish Me, Replenish Me, long-running series on the networks. Cordelia Gafar is the host. Replenish Me is the series. One week from tonight, Wednesday, November 27th, live at 7 p.m. Eastern is her next show. So Replenish Me, Cordelia Gafar. One week from tonight, that's Wednesday, November 27th, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Life Coach Chat Channel. So if you're, like many people, uh, preparing that night for Thanksgiving, a lot of people trying to get prep work done ahead of time, uh, tune into the show while you're doing that. You're, you know, hanging around your kitchen. Uh, hook it up on on one of the podcast platforms. Uh, hook it up on our on our platform and check out Replenish Me. It's a long running show with Cordelia Far. Erica Weederlight. That's Erica Weederlight show. It's a special edition. Erica is going to be on Friday, November 29th. That's Black Friday. It's a day after the Thanksgiving holiday. Erica Weederlight, special edition of her show, 9 a.m. Eastern on Life Coach Chat Channel. So it's a special day and time, special edition of Erica's show, Friday, November 29th, or check out our website at bethelight.com. Speaking of being the light for someone in darkness, if you or someone you know is struggling with comparisons, with judgments, with comparisons they made about themselves or their own situation, uh, judgments that they feel, you know, comparison, you know, I, I'm never going to be adequate. I'm never going to be as successful as 
you know, some this other person that I know, my brother, my sister, my cousin, and you are concerned about them, or if you or someone that you know or love has had thoughts of her harming themselves, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. With Thanksgiving coming up, uh, that holiday time, some people get very depressed. Uh, some people get in a very dark place. So if you notice something, you know, please call the number. Uh, please get your friend or family member to call the number. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. Food for the Poor, 800-427-9104. That's Food for the Poor, 800-427-9104, www.foodforthepoor.org to donate to that organization. And now we're back here on Undivided. We're going to go to the Bridging the Divide segment. At this point, I would open the phone lines, but there's no... Uh, we're not a live show or recorded show. There's no uh, phone calls tonight uh, or today, I should say, while we're recording this program. So please provide any feedback at undividedshow at gmail.com or DM me at F-M-A-D-U-R-I on Twitter with any feedback that you may have on our episode. So judging ourselves, judging others is the divide here, you know. Judging mm-hmm. our daily tasks, making determinations about what we can or cannot do. So how do we bridge a divide between how we judge others and how we judge ourselves, how that perspective is versus reality, how we judge daily tasks ahead of making those things. So we determine already what we can or cannot do, what we can or cannot handle, rather than living from moment to moment and living in the present, and truly rolling with the punches. Yeah, I think um, this is our, (laughs) this is something that I think probably everyone struggles with, even if they don't think that they do. And um, I think that it is just our nature to be judgmental and to be judging constantly, just because that's probably part of our survival is to understand what's going on and to make assumptions about um, people and things around us. But to really recognize um, that, you know, when it's getting in our way. So to notice, you know, I'm, I'm judging myself in this moment. I'm telling myself that I'm not good enough or that um, I should have done it differently or, you know, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I didn't do it well. And just to be recognizing that, um, that that's happening and that it's not really serving you at all to be thinking those things. And sometimes what happens even is that we recognize that we're judging ourselves and then we start judging ourselves that we're judging ourselves. And so then it gets really complicated. Um, But in that moment to just, you know, to really just be, you know, taking a breath, grounding yourself in the moment and saying, you know, you're really, it's okay. Like I am okay in this moment this is a struggle for me right now. I'm, I'm judging myself, but I don't need to. And I can just get, get go. I can just be present again because this is all what's going on in our head and isn't necessarily what's going on in reality. Like the reality might be very different from that. And I think around judging with judging others, the issue comes into play because, um, 
you know, we're often judging other people when we feel uncomfortable ourselves. And so I'll give you an example of that. Um, I'm, I belong to two book, book clubs, and I went to a book club on Monday that we were talking about this book called Educated by, um, I think it's Tara Westover. And she has this really, like, a lot of, like, really extreme things happen in her life. And the people were questioning whether or not, you know, it was really reality-based all the time. Um, and they are also questioning some of the more, you know, less traditional things that um, her family did. Like her mother had some kind of essential oils business and some kind of complementary healing business. And there is this part of me, and it's going to sound strange, but I was in this group of women who are very similar to me in a lot of ways. Um, and they were kind of, I, I've, I've been getting a little bit more woo-woo in the last couple of years. Like I'm, I'm like interested in things that might seem a little bit like, you know, into energy or into healing or, or things that might not be as traditional. And in those moments, I started to judge them because we're, I live in Rochester, Minnesota. That's where Mayo Clinic is. It's where a lot of like very traditional medicine happens. And, um, I was feeling like they were they were kind of maybe judging the fact that there's this stuff out there that that has been going on for centuries that that they might not believe in that is like placebo effect and so I was starting to judge them because I was feeling like maybe they would judge me for having those feelings and I, I don't know if this makes sense to you because I'm I might be talking like too much but I think oftentimes I don't mean too much but kind of going into like all the meta parts of judging. But oftentimes when we feel uncomfortable, then we start judging others and we start comparing them. We compare ourselves to them or we put them down. Um, And in that moment, I was recognizing I was doing it. And I also know for a fact that I want to be with people who have different ideas than I do too. And so it was really interesting to notice that I was judging them for having potentially different ideas. I don't even know if they did. But And yet I also want to be in a place where I'm with people who have different ideas. And so it's really about being uncomfortable in that moment and being like, okay, this is what's going on. And I can still be open to listening to them and I can notice myself judging them. And I don't need to beat myself up around it, but I can also just be present and be uncomfortable in this moment and be open to the idea that I don't know everything and that people get to have their own ideas about things. And that's okay. I like that explanation. Uh, and I like the example and, and the message behind it, you know, being okay, you know, with, with what it is. We're always so concerned about perception and how things look and what people are going to think. And rather than being out there and just, you know, living in ourselves, yeah. being okay with, you know, our limitations because we yeah. all have limitations. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. We do all answers. have limitations. We do. Mm-hmm. And we, the way that we can kind of like grow and like experience things differently is to come across others who are different from us and who have different ideas. Exactly. And that's where, you know, how things are today with, with there's a lot of things that drive it, the technology and certain things where we tend to be 
more isolated from each other uh, versus more unified or more together. You know, we tend to you know, stay more to ourselves and have all these customized things mm-hmm. at our fingertips, you know, watch this on your phone or watch your favorite TV show wherever we are. Back in the day, we weren't watching TV on a phone or a tablet in a waiting room. We were probably, you know, interacting with other people. And now everyone's yeah. on their phones. You're out at the restaurant. Everyone's on their phone or their device. You know, it's a... Uh, it's changed. There's this detachment, you know, from you know, what we used to do, and and we tend to think that, you know, okay, rather than open ourselves up to new things, we tend to be closed off, and that's an important point. Like opening ourselves up to new things, like you said, new people, new experiences. To some degree, that requires a detachment we've talked about, mm-hmm. like detaching from yourself, detaching yeah. from different norms, detaching from preconceptions about yourself or limitations, limiting beliefs. Can you explain that to the audience? Yeah. I mean, I think that detaching is really about letting go of judgment around what is going on around you or also about yourself. So it's, it's about being willing to kind of try something. It could be the same thing that you're doing. It could be something new. It could be a new person. And just being willing to be open to what is in that moment and, and notice. And I think it's a little bit like mindfulness. Like, you know, you notice that things go in your head that might be judging, but to, to really kind of see if you can see things as they are and let go of this idea that they have to be a certain way. So, you know, if, for instance, it could be, you know, for me going into the book club, it can be if I, I can let go of this idea that I that everyone else has to have the same idea about the book that I do. And that if I have that my and that my way is the right way <laughs> to see it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's about being open to the idea that, you know, that that there could be many different ways and that I don't need to attach like, you know, a judgment around it. Um, or if I do, I can let go of it too. You know, I think sometimes the thing that I, I love to travel. And one of the reasons why I love to travel so much is that it just like opens my mind completely. So like what, what might seem completely okay in one place is completely not okay in another place. And, and so you start seeing like, there are so many different ways that you can do something and that um, there is, it isn't necessarily one right way all the time. Um, and that's, that, can, that can help you to kind of, it can be so freeing to allow that for yourself as well as for others. Um, so to, to kind of let go of the comparison of like, this is, you know, this person has this and therefore they're better than me or I'm better than them because I have this. And just to be aware that, um, you know, this is, this is the way it is at this moment and this is how this person is doing it. And I don't have to say, they're doing it wrong or that they're doing it the best way or that I can do it better in this moment. Um, So it it just lets go of that, that kind of energy that keeps you from, you know, really appreciating what you have and also appreciating others too. That's a very good segue. You know, the detachment on this is a point I want to touch on the detachment 
and that whole concept also can come from, you know, constantly comparing ourselves to others. We got to detach yeah. from that too. Is that right? We do. And we need to be, we need to recognize when we're doing it and to also allow ourselves to just, to just be, it's okay for us to be where we are right now. I mean, I think sometimes we have this idea that we have to be somewhere that we're not, especially when we start comparing ourselves to others and seeing that we're not where they are. And the reality is that the more that we can recognize that we're exactly where we are at this, where we need to be, then the more that we can stay in our own lane and really enjoy where we are. Because the fact of the matter is, is that if we're always just comparing ourselves to others and judging others or judging ourselves, then, then it's really hard to kind of keep going on with and have fun with things. I mean, we're, we're so focused on um, whether we are some way or not that way that, that, you know, we, we, it gets harder to just kind of do the things that we want to do. Um, so it's really about, you know, if, if you're going to compare yourself, at least compare yourself to yourself and perhaps how you did the previous time. You know, you can compare yourself to yourself and see how am I progressing. Um, that That is actually a more accurate comparison than, than maybe if I were to compare myself in this podcast to maybe how I'll do 20 podcasts down the road. I hear you. So really um, good explanation. And that detachment has to happen. I know some people on the career side of things will say, well, yeah, I can't believe I'm not, you know, here, or I can't believe I'm not there, or I can't believe so-and-so is younger than me and has, you know, my boss's old job, stuff like that. You can't, compare yourselves to other people constantly, whether it is a work-related thing or otherwise, because you're going to drive yourself crazy, number one. It's very counterproductive to your energy, number two. And, you know, it's not healthy. So you're going to sit there and say, oh, well, I should be here or there, and woe is me. And then there's other people that are like, you know what? You know, things didn't go exactly the way I wanted them to go. Uh, you know, career-wise, so let's say, like, I'm doing this now, and, yeah, I'm okay with it, you know? Yeah. I'm here, other people are there, right? Yes. I'm okay with that, which is a refresher. Right. Yeah, no, it, it makes it such know? a big difference. I mean, it's so much help, more helpful to you when you when you can be appreciative of where you are, and we – it, it comes back to also expectations and having these expectations about the way we think things should be. And then, you know, having it fall short when it's not that way. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you can open yourself up and embrace what's happening and recognize that it's not all in one straight line, then you can really be open to a lot of good things happening in your life. Exactly. And that's also, you know, a very valid situation where, like, I'll remind other people of that and say, you know, I'll use examples from my own life. Well, let's say I was at a job for a year and a half. I, at other points, say to myself, well, why was I there 
you know, for such a short amount of time. And maybe if I hadn't left the job that I was in to go there, things would have gone differently. But that's all, you know, water under the bridge. It's, it's all in the past anyway. But sometimes your mind yeah. does that. You think about what was the purpose of this, especially when you look back. And sure. I'll use examples from my own life. It's all that for me personally was I met some people that I still keep in contact with that I would have never met. Those relationships have had some sort of impact on my life. Uh, one of them in particular has had a pretty profound impact from that particular instance. And I would have never met that person. So obviously I was supposed to. And mm-hmm. you have to embrace that versus then always comparing, well, you know, I should have stayed in this other job. Maybe I would have gotten a promotion. Maybe was up no. And I also experienced things in that job that helped me to grow as corny as it sounds, but helped me to grow as a person because I got very uncomfortable in that particular job. I never thought I would have done something like what I did. And I really put myself out there. And I learned a lot about me in that process. That was helpful. It was certainly down the road, right? Yeah, it sounds like sounds like you really learned a lot in that position, and that it yes, you moving could, forward. Right, and then you can say to yourself, "Well, that was a mistake." Well, no, it wasn't because of what I learned. It was it was invaluable because of what I learned about myself and the relationships I gained out of it, and things of that nature, and the impact that I had in their lives. So we all mm-hmm. impact each other's lives you know, with. A, uh, I went to a college. I've shared it on the show before at Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York, and we had the Marist Brothers, uh, religious brothers. And there was a Marist brother who used to say, we enrich each other's lives. Yeah. You know, because I would thank him for being a mentor to me and for helping me out with certain things. And he would say, no, this helps me. We enrich each other's lives. Mm-hmm. And working together to make a better world, you know. And then there's the bravery concept. You know, I think you have to have the courage, right? And we talked about yeah. courage recently in the show. You have to be, have the courage to be honest with yourself, with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers and professional experiences. Um, you have to tell your truth. Can you get into that a little bit and uh, how coaching can help that, you know, help people? develop that bravery, that courage? Yeah. I mean, coaching is really about, it, it comes from a very, very much a strength perspective. So the idea is that the person that you're, the client has all the answers within themselves. So they don't need to look outside of themselves for the answers. And, you know, sometimes as a coach, you might provide some mentoring or some consultation, you know, depending on the experience that you have. But really the, the person is learning or the person has the answers. The person can trust that they, they can figure things out. And so with coaching, what you're trying to do is, or what you're doing is helping them to connect the dots, to see things from a different perspective than maybe they originally did, to help them let go of their limiting beliefs, et cetera. And really it's about connecting to yourself and to your truth. So meaning your values, like what is it that is important to you? 
you know, what motivates in your life, motivates you in your life? What are your passions? And the truth is that we all have passions and we all have values and we all have a purpose. We all have a purpose, no matter what we do in our lives, no matter, no matter who we are, we all have those things. And to be able to, to really act from that place in your everyday life. And to do that, that's about being brave and like being willing to show up and to see, you know, where is it that, because oftentimes there's a gap, you know, there's a gap between, you know, where we want, where we are and where we ideally want to be. And I'll give you an example. Like there are times when I, you know, in the mornings, I'm a single mother. I have two kids, eight and 11. I like him yelling at them because I'm frustrated and they're not getting ready fast enough and I need to get out the door. And their truth is, is that that's not where I want to be, but that's where I am in that moment. And, um, and so being able to, to get to a place where you can start to have self-awareness within like, like by doing something like coaching and also by practicing doing the things outside of coaching where you can start to bridge that gap between, you know, is this really where I want to be at this moment? And am I really acting in the way that I, that aligns with what's important to me? Like, is it really true that do I really want to be yelling at my kids at this moment? I don't, but you know, it's, it's, it is, I'm human. Um, But maybe there are things that I can put into place so that I'm less likely to, to yell at them. Like maybe I can pack the meals the night before and make sure that we're getting to bed on time and, um, just recognize that it might take my, my children, my daughter, a couple more minutes to get up and that, um, and that I, you know, just those kinds of things. So, you know, bravery is really important because when we want to grow, we need to go back and put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. And we also have to be willing to reflect and to really reflect on what the truth is, not, you know, not what we think it it should be or not what we wish it would be. And all of those things require bravery. Um, and coaching is something that requires bravery, like to both be a coach and to also be coached, to be willing to see things and to learn from them and to try something in a way that we haven't tried before. I like that. You know, it, it does require bravery both from the coach and being coached. And having that perspective to say, well, you know, maybe we could adjust things so that the morning routine doesn't look like this all the time, right? Yeah. Um, the example from your own life. Yeah. Mm. Bravery is really um, it's something that I love so much. Like, I really love helping people be brave. And it's something that's very important in my own life like having courage and and being brave Um, just because I think it's, it's about really living in our truth and, and accepting like, and, and embodying it. So I I just, bravery is something that I really love and um, helping others become more brave is such a cool thing. It is very empowering uh, to do that. And I know in my own situation, I've had to have some very brave and honest conversations uh, recently in, in the work world. And that's required a lot of 
you know, reflection prior to and uh, a lot of, okay, I'm going to be in the moment with this and see where this goes. And it may not go exactly how I think it's going to go and how I'm going to adjust to that as I'm going to adjust to it as, as we go. So we're straight up at and the top of the hour, the common ground piece of our show. Can I share and one thing that, about? Oh, of course. Sorry, can I yeah, just say one thing about bravery? Like it, it's really important mm-hmm. when you're taking brave action to detach, to detach from the outcome and from judgment. Because when, when you're doing that, like when you're stepping up and doing something that you haven't done before or that it's not easy for you, like all those judgments are going to come up. And mm-hmm. to really be brave, it's, it's important to be aware that this is normal that this is coming up because I'm trying something that, that I haven't done before that feels like it feels risky. It feels vulnerable. And just to be aware of that and to still be willing to do it anyhow and to say, you know, I've got this. I can do it. It's okay. I don't, you know, I've got this right now. You know, I'm willing to to be brave in this moment. I'm willing to put myself out there, even if I'm not perfect, even if I make mistakes, even if, you know, there are things that I could do better next time. That was it. That's what I wanted to say. Oh, no, that's great. I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's important because those, those feelings and those blocks and those, those judgments, they're going to come up internally. You know, that inner critic, they're going to bubble yeah. up to the surface. Oh, you don't want to get that vulnerable, right? Uh, right. Society wants us to put up the facade, right? Yeah. Uh, put up the mask that everything is A-OK. And, you know, I'll ask people, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Now, how are you really doing, you know? I have to think about that, you know, mm-hmm. not really yeah. okay, you know, well, what's going on? Well, I've got this or I've got that going on. All right. How are we going to, you know, get through this day together? How am I going to help you? How are we going to move beyond this so that we can all be productive today, but yet you feel like you're validated, you're heard. Those are very powerful yeah. things and emotions. Of coaching can help you with. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Uh, if you have anything else on that, that's fine to, to add at this point too. I'm I'm good. <laughs> okay. So the common ground piece. Uh, that's where we are now. That's the last segment of the pro- of the program. Um, when you look at trying to find common ground on this topic. Comparisons and judgments. We've talked about it, and it, I think it needs to be kind of further explained. But focusing on the action and not on the outcome is critical. And I like mm-hmm. how you had framed that, and I think that that deserves some explanation. And you know, how? What are some first steps that people can do? And that's probably one of them to to move forward from constantly comparing or judging yourself. Yeah. No, I think one is to let, to see if you can find ways to detach and to let go of the judgment in that moment um, and, and to focus instead on taking action. And it might be that you're focusing less on the results and you're more focusing on the process and you're giving yourself credit for just, 
just showing up essentially and doing what you're doing because when we're constantly judging ourselves and criticizing ourselves or others even, you know, then, then it's much harder to just show up and to do those things. So taking a more non-judgmental perspective for both ourselves and for others is a really good place to go. And I think also finding common ground is really about appreciating things like appreciating where you are at this moment, you know, appreciating that this is where, where you are, this is the situation you're in and this is where, where you're showing up and also appreciating where other people are too. And recognizing like when we're, when we're with others that we don't know exactly where they are. We don't know what's really going on with them. You know, we don't know what we don't know. And so, you know, having some sense of grace around that too, like for ourselves and for others that, that, um, you know, that, that allows us to, to be open to the idea that we don't know everything and that we can still have, you know, we can be present with you and also be open to hearing what's really going on. And part of that, I think, too, connects to to being truthful, like to being as honest as you can in the moment in a way that feels right to you. Like that allows other people to, to be able to see what's going on and to have some connection to you and some empathy and to also really even to let go of some judgment, perhaps, because I know it sounds a lot of times we don't want to share how we're doing because we feel we're too vulnerable and then other people will judge us. And the truth is that sometimes we don't share enough. And so that people don't really know what's going on. And then they don't know why we're, why we're behaving the way that we're behaving. And they might not think to, to actually, you know, think that, you know, they might, they may only take what they see versus what, what really is. So I'm kind of going in all these different tangents, both in terms of how we treat ourselves as well as how we treat others. And also this, um, connection between, you know, how we connect with other people. But I guess the truth is that, you know, when we're focused on comparisons, judgments, when we stay in that place, then we're not really able, it's, it's much harder to find common ground and it's much harder to, to be present really with, with even what's, what's happening in front of us. It can be hard to stay present. You know, there's all these things going on around us all the time, constantly. And it's hard to stay present. But if, if we can, you know, take a, a step back, slow down and focus on the situation and appreciate, you know, you said not only where we are, but where the other person is. That's where I think we're going to find some some common ground here you know, yeah. versus who's trying to judge. Right, and there, the the fact of the matter is, there's dialectic. Like when I was as a therapist, I've been I went and I've been trained in dialectical behavioral therapy, or I'm, and it's really a there's dialectic. So there's truth in both sides. There can be truth in both. There can be truth in extremes, and you know you can still find truth. You know maybe not everything is true, but maybe you can find some common ground of truth in whatever perspective that you're in. And you can use that 
to make connections with others and also with yourself. You know, that you can be aware and wanting to be non-judging and, and I can be aware that, you know, in this book club that I'm someone that sees myself as wanting to like be okay with other people and their opinions and at the same time feel judgmental in that moment and to start judging others because I'm worried about, you know, my own, myself being judged in that moment. Like it can be both okay. Like both things can be okay. There's truth in both. There is. There is. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Thank you for taking the time to be on the program today. And, and, you know, I know we've prepared for this show for a while, so I appreciate all that time as well. And I know that, you know, getting here today was uh, a little bit challenging in points, but we uh, got it done and uh, I think it came out beautifully. And I think the audience is going to love this when this show airs. I, I, in fact, I know so. Um, Yeah. So I want to thank you, uh, Sylvia, for doing this and to take a couple minutes to uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what the work that you do and your practice and maybe some Mm -hmm. things that you might have coming up. Sure. Um, I I just want to say thank you to you as well, Frank. I've really enjoyed, like, the conversations that we've had and just every single connection I've had with you. You know, I've I've just seen that, that you are someone that wants do well in this world and that that you make this world better and so I, I appreciate that and um, so I'm honored to be on this show and oh thank you yeah I, I mean it um, and just to, I guess about me like you said I'm a I'm a therapist turned coach I went back into coach I've been a therapist in, in the mental health field for about 15 years um, I decided a couple of years ago to go into coaching Um, and I really love helping people get out of their own way to take brave action from a calm and centered place. And I love working with business owners. Um, and I love working with quietly ambitious professionals and just to get into a place where they're, I I love working with people on, I know that they might not identify it, but on their mindset issues, on the things that hold them back, that, keep them in, you know, that keep them from, you know, keep them from really asserting themselves or, you know, creating boundaries or from, you know, going for those things that are scary to them, like putting themselves out there and becoming more visible and really sharing their message without, um, without being held back by those judgments that keep them wanting to be small. And so you can find me at SylviaDemott.com, S-Y-L-V-I-A-D as in dog, E as in Edgar, M as Mary, O-T-T.com. And I'm going to create a little handout that goes with this, um, that goes with this podcast around judgments and comparisons and, and some of the takeaways. So if you go to SylviaDemott.com forward slash undivided, I'll put it there so that you can find it. And if you go to my website, you can also find me at, at Sylvie DeMont Coaching on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram. And just, just know that I'm happy to answer any questions that you have or I would love your feedback as well. Like those things would be – those things would make my day to know that you've 
that you've listened to this and that, um, and just to know like what, what your thoughts are around it. So, um, you know, that's what I wanted to say um, about me. Um, And is there anything else that I should, I should say about what's, what's about me or what do other people guest share? Oh no, this is that's great. Um, you know, just talking about how we can get in touch with you and um, and w- what you work within and and how um, you work with with women entrepreneurs. I think it's all really important stuff. There's, you know, we have had conversations on the program before when I've had uh, female CEOs on the program, and uh-huh. uh, fe- you know, people that have worked in the business world and things of that nature. They're female. They're saying that you know mentorship is lacking you know, for women yeah. both in business and women that are entrepreneurs. So to have someone that is going to try and help women in this way um, is very important, I think, in, in the, the world today because there's not enough of it. There's not yeah. enough of, of, of that going on. And so it's so important wonderful. not to be isolated and to be alone in this. Like it makes such a difference to, you know, to have support around you. It does. I'm glad you raised that point too. Some people feel it's almost like a weakness and it's not, it's the opposite. So you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not actively seeking that out, especially if you're an entrepreneur, like I'm in a bunch of forums. I talk to people that are, you know, coaching colleagues quite often to get their perspective on things, uh, you know, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I'm in, I'm a part of forums that uh, do the same thing, groups on Facebook, things like that, that are really helpful when you have a question. I had a, a client request that came up kind of out of the blue, and I asked some people about it, like, have you faced this? How would you deal with it? Yeah, you know, I was, you know, wondering if, if anyone had any advice for me. We can't do it alone. So it's important to have that that help and that support, and yeah. because when you feel supported, Sylvia was saying, you you do so much better with this. Uh, you're going to be far more successful than if you try and you know stay in the the boat by yourself and and roll through the tides, you know, so to speak. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Sylvia, for being on. I. Um, I really appreciate it, and I appreciate the kind words that you said. I've got to do a couple of um, couple of things here before we close the show, if you'd like to stay on. Um, but thank you so much for, for being here and being a part of Undivided and for writing, you know, and, and putting together this pamphlet that you're going to promote with this show. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. So, thank you. Thank you very much for being here. Um, yeah. So, Money Magic, Golcon. Money Magic with Golcon, Tuesday, November the 26th, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Life Coach Chat Channel. Replenish Me, Cordelia Gaffar, Wednesday, November the 27th. It's one week from tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Life Coach Chat Channel. Erica Weederlight, special edition of Virtual Friday, the 29th of November at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Life Coach Chat Channel. Audible.com is our sponsor. Such a great sponsor of this show. Uh, really appreciate them and all that they do. Uh, head to the website. Try and get that free 30-day trial after our show here. 
tonight. Uh, Catholic Charities can be reached at 800-919-9338. MAP International can be reached at 800-225-8550 or www.map.org. SalvationArmyUS.org. Get to your zip code. Donate locally, especially this time of year. And SamaritansPurse.org, 828-262-1980 or SamaritansPurse.org to donate to that wonderful organization and help people in need. You can uh, check out my practice, FrankJVDuryCoaching.com or FrankJVDuryProfessionalCoaching on Facebook. Uh, my books are both available on Amazon, the poetry book, Promise of Tomorrow, the Spiritual Reflection book, the Reflections on the Passion, the Modern Guide to the Station of the Cross. All the proceeds for the Reflection book go to charity to aid to the church in need, uh, to help those in need and those who have been uh, uh, persecuted for their faith by ISIS out in the Middle East. So if you give, that's the artists and I, because there's art in the book, decided to do that. So uh, please support that project if you can as well. I want to wish all the uh, audience members a happy Thanksgiving to them and their family, Sylvie and her family. And um, I want to thank the audience for listening in and being so supportive of our show. And my next program will be Wednesday, December the 4th, so it's two weeks, live at 7 p.m., episode 59 of Undivided with Leah Allison. Leah Allison will be a special guest that evening, and that will be a live show at 7 p.m., episode 59 of Undivided. So, to wrap up tonight, don't compare yourself. Comparison is the thief of joy. Happiness can be a limitation. Live in the moment, you know? Live and be yourself. Be authentic. Provide a service to someone else versus feeling like you're selling them. You know? Uh, be mindful of how this may come off to other people. See things from their perspective. Detach from comparing yourselves to others. Appreciate your situation and appreciate where others are as well. And detach from the outcome and get uncomfortable. And these are all things that if we do so, we can live truly. Undivided. So this has been Undivided episode 58. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Frank J. Maduri. And for Russ Terry, for Danica Treble, for all my fellow co-hosts here on the Life Coach Radio Network, I will see you all again, and I thank you for listening. I'll see you all again in two weeks with Leah Allison. And as always, be blessed and be well and happy Thanksgiving.